This is Generation Swap. While the world talks about a generation gap, we talk about connection. Our guests listen, guide, and encourage, helping each other figure out life. Keep listening for more. Today on Generation Swap, we have the pleasure of talking with one of our Swapmate pairs. Dave Campschulte has been a Swapmate in the past, and this semester he has been paired with Diana Rockstad. Diana is an Aquinas College student, and we're thrilled to have both of you here today. Welcome. Our first way to get to know you a little bit is just asking you to tell us something about your life journey. Diana, would you start? Yeah, of course. My name is Diana. I am 19, or sorry, 20, not 19. Um, <laughs> I'm a junior at Aquinas College. I'm currently studying psychology with a concentration in um, counseling and a minor in communication. I really enjoy drawing and walking, and I'm looking forward to this interview. And Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a retired teacher, and I have uh, discovered through my life uh, uh, that I backed into a lot of situations in my life and education has been kind of the, the common denominator for all these things. And uh, just, you know, the doors keep opening and you got to keep walking through them. And uh, that, that's what I've been doing. And that's how I ended up getting involved with this program. Uh, somebody asked me if I'd be interested. And uh, I said, yeah, this would be great. It's a perfect fit for, for what I do. And I really, it's the third time I've done it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, and speaking of education and teachers, if, if, you, if yeah, it's okay, Cindy, yeah. I wanted to make a point that this year has been unique because we kind of paired with a communication professor, Ian Borton, in his interpersonal communication course. And, and Diana, I don't know if you want to maybe talk a little bit about the class or just about the communication program, because the pairing then uh, together, I know Dave, you have so many experiences and background in communication and how to effectively communicate. So maybe Diana, can you talk a little bit about that? And because we found it's been really great to integrate into the curriculum this year. So um, as you know, I'm taking interpersonal communication and a part of our course, um, we do quests. And one of the quest opportunities is doing swap mates. So we got together um, throughout the semester and we're able to talk about a variety of like different things in our lives. And it was kind of cool to be able to apply um, what I've learned in communication class to um, our conversations, as well as noticing like how I can improve my communication style and be more aware um, and be a better listener and things like that. And you talk about quests because uh, Professor Borton has sort of a game gamified, if you will, gamification of the class. And so almost like Dungeons and Dragons, of which, you know, Professor Borton is a huge fan. So things can can earn points through quests, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and Diana, you mentioned that you're newly 20 years old. Dave, do you mind sharing your age? Not at all. I'm 69 years old. I, I don't I look much older than that, but don't, don't look from the head up. I look a lot younger from the head down. You know what? You look really young because you're always so engaged and excited about what you're doing, Dave. You've you know been involved with our project in the past. And um, you, I think for young people, exemplify lifelong learning and just such an enthusiasm for what you are involved with. Uh, for both of you, first impressions when you met each other. Dave, maybe you want to start? 
Sure. Diana, right off the bat, uh, she came across as somebody who's really interested in exploring her inner self. And uh, and just really, uh, it was funny because we were talking, Diana, I remember you were saying how you don't like risk. And uh, mm-hmm. we were talking the difference between physical risk and emotional risk. And emotional risk, she is open to it all over the place. And she's really, I just... Uh, uh, really have enjoyed that it came out loud when you meet somebody like diana is who speaks the same language as me it comes out right away and we just uh, really hit it off right off the bat diana how about when you met dave from the beginning i could tell that he was a very empathetic person um he's very perceptive and ha- is very curious like throughout each activity that we did in like discussion we had he would always ask the why in terms of my my explanation and i have found that in most conversations people don't usually ask oh why you know what i mean like and he's helped me become like open more open-minded and be able to like think of things from a different perspective and he's a very perceptive person and is very kind and it was really nice to get to know dave Well, maybe you um, have gotten to know a little bit about each other and places where you both feel you've had great success in life and also places where there's been some struggle and challenge. Um, The truth is that we know sometimes we learn the most from the things that have been the hardest. And wondering if you can each share something that you might think of as a favorite failure where you struggled, but ultimately, you know, whether you worked through, uh, you, you succeeded or just the learning that happened as a result. Dave, why don't you take that one first? Okay. My uh, biggest failure probably is going through college and getting out and not knowing what I wanted to do after I graduated. I mean, that was a huge slap in the face for me, and it really caused me to take a hard look at what was important in my life and uh, what really uh, be more aware of what was drawing me into different things. And I remember my wife at the time we were dating, she says, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, I don't know, but it's going to be involving working with people. And uh, that was kind of the, you find out a lot in life what you don't want to do. And I wish I had had a class like this uh, when I was in college. It would have saved me a lot of time and money. That sounds hard because it sounds humbling. As you said, you finished yeah. college and yet you were struggling to know. And I, I don't think you're alone with that. I think that happens to plenty of people. Um, how long did it take you to land in education? Uh, I was out of school for a year and uh, I, I traveled during that time and I worked in a, a siding and a, a big business that I had with a partner and uh, just discovered a love for tools and a way I could manage that into uh, education because I like working with this guy, but I didn't like being with him all the time. I like people and I just said shop teacher came to me one day and I went back, I got off the ladder, went home, called Michigan State, got in their program and boom, uh, it went very quickly from there. Yeah, and that's inspiring because you didn't let it stop you and you figured out something else that, you know, you could work with your hands, but ultimately apply it to a field that that you've been so excited about for your whole professional life. So thank you. Uh, Diana, what would you say has been a favorite failure? I don't know whether or not this would be considered a failure or not, but at least like for my eye, um, it was a failure. So this past semester, I realized I took on a lot of different responsibilities with classes and volunteering and being part of a research lab. And although I was able to like complete things on time and still like do what could be considered well from like the outside perspective, I found that um, I wasn't very good at managing my time in terms of 
balancing like work life or like school life and activities from doing things for myself and like having a social life and spending time with family and friends. And so I just realized the importance of like considering like my academic values and like interest in like my future career, but also considering like the importance that like family plays in my life and the need to like take time for myself and do what's beneficial for like my health. And I have a, a just a hunch that Dave might have been helpful for you as you were kind of getting overwhelmed and realizing you'd taken on more than you should have. I think Dave has a great sense of how to keep the enjoyment in life. Um, were you able to kind of draw on Dave's wisdom to help you through that, Diana? Yeah, I, I think so, definitely. He prov definitely provided like a unique perspective from his experiences and I would consider myself more of like a pessimist and I think Dave is more of an optimist. And so being able to hear his perspective on like my negative outlooks or like on like the difficult things that we had talked about, it was really nice to learn those things and try to apply them in my own life and think like the way that he thinks. Yeah, that's a beautiful example. Oh, yeah. And I think that yin and yang balance when you talk about relationships, somebody to help you see a, a different perspective or another side of things really helps to kind of say, okay, I can get through this. And and you're not alone. Like statistically, I, I hear college students all the time saying, well, I'm a triple major or I'm doing this and I'm an athlete or I'm working and I'm doing this and just tacking on all of the things. Sometimes you're so busy with life. Isn't there a John Lennon song about that? Like your life is what happens when you're busy making other plans or something like you just, you keep going that sometimes you need someone else like Dave to just say, you know, let's take a pause and think about kind of where this is getting you in that perspective. Yeah, and I would conversely say uh, Diana has taught me as you, has been observed, I'm very energetic and I tend to go at full throttle. To, to take a step back, slow down, think before I talk. And Diana models that behavior all the time. It's really neat. You know, it's almost like I can see the wheels in your head, Diana, spinning before you answer a question that I have. And I had so many questions for you. So that's, that's the yin and yang. You know, you, know, you never stop uh, getting those reminders in life. Yeah. Oh, and such a great thing that you can put on your, uh, you know, toolbox, Diana, for when you go and become a counselor, because that is a gift of a counselor to kind of pause, listen, active, engaged listening. Yeah. And I know you, you both just described what has surely been a, a really important element of your relationship and this ability to listen to each other and to provide perspective. Um, for those who are listening to this podcast, is there anything else you'd point to as a great advantage of developing this kind of swap mate, mentor, mentee relationship? I would say, yeah, definitely like learning from each other's experiences is definitely a big one in like seeing Dave's perspective on like, things in life. And I think one of the really like cool things was that Dave was able to provide ideas for like book suggestions. And he also, um, provided me with a video that he had done on resilience. And so being able to talk with each other about difficult concepts and things that you go through in life with death and conflict and talking about identity and self-esteem and like how those things change over time. It was really helpful to like hear his experiences in those areas and then be able to like learn from that and think about those things which 
at my age, you don't necessarily really think about, or like, it's not something that comes up in a conversation with a friend your own age, you know what I mean? So I really appreciated like having that base to be able to talk about those things comfortably, especially going into psychology. I've like done things at like Helen's Boss Children's Hospital and the Children's Healing Center. And um, Dave has also volunteered in hospice and done a, uh, was a crisis hotline, like health worker. And so being able to hear how he like supported other people and like maintained a healthy mental state in his, while helping other people was really cool for me to learn from. That's a lot. And just, you know, the short time that you've known each other, how wonderful to know, Diana, that Dave has been able to help you with, you know, a number of things and that you have such a lot of shared interests. Uh, Dave, anything to add? Yeah, I would add, uh, you know, uh, it's easy at my age to put yourself in a little box and say, I've done everything and I, I know everything and uh, I don't need really to learn that much more. But, you know, uh, talking with Diana, it's been a long time since I've been in college. And to go to, you know, she's not going to be the only college student I interact with. And it's so nice to be able to get a, a read on what she is thinking so I can see what other people are thinking through that. And she was just so open to sharing her thoughts to, you know, relatively, uh, I mean, a, a complete stranger. I mean, within a, a few minutes, we were uh, deep into it. So on that note, Dave, uh, this question is more for, for you. In what ways have you found that you've been able to live more authentically or be more true to yourself as you've, as you've gotten older? I think in a nutshell, I don't care as much what people think of me uh, that I used to. You know, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable in my own skin and what other people may think, that's their business and it's not really gonna affect Unless, I, unless they give me some, you know, feedback that goes into detail saying how I, I, it would be helpful for me to change what I'm doing. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable being out there with who I am. My, my so benefit, that, one benefit of being old. <laughs> well, and is that the advice? I mean, you know, as a follow-up, is that the advice that you would give to young adults? Um, you know, we, we all constantly receive cultural messages to behave and act uh, and think a certain look a certain way and you gotta say are these really true for me it's and it's so easy just to say this is you know all these sayings that we come up with in our lives you know pick yourself up by the bootstraps don't cry like a baby or a, boy, a girl or whatever you know and you believe these things and you gotta question them it's a constant process mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, cultural uh, awareness and, and trying to, to kind of the societal norms and fitting into the perception of that is, is an overwhelming, you know, process for, for us as humans. And I would imagine, Diana, you learned that a little bit in your counseling classes as well. Yeah, and I found from personal experience that I take what others say very seriously and like I'm very sensitive to those things and the societal pressures that I feel like are placed on college students to like know what you're going to do in the future and to be successful and it's definitely a, a struggle to try to find yourself through that and not let it take a hold of you I guess. So how has the Generation Swap Project with Dave aligned to what you're learning in your interpersonal communication class with Dr. Borton? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so 
um, a lot of the concepts that I've learned in um, interpersonal communication, I've been able to apply to like the activities we've done together and also like recognizing those things that occur in conversations, but you just don't like verbally like think of the words for it. And I think the biggest one was the importance of feedback. After our first activity, Dave had asked me like what my impressions of her, him was and what we, we, we talked about impressions of each other. And then um, we also discussed later on after a few different activities, what we could do better next time. Or there was a fill in the blank activity and he asked me whether or not I liked doing it. And I really enjoyed doing it. So it was, it was like, it definitely reflected the importance of discussing like what goes well in conversations and like how I can like be a better person and the importance of like ver nonverbal and verbal feedback and showing that like you're listening and that also like helps like guide the conversation and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Dave, you're a part of the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, Ali, and you've done a number of workshops on these topics. Can you talk about that? Uh, sure. I, uh, Ali has a grant that sends me out to the senior community because not everybody can come to Ali. So it's a, a constant uh, effort on my part, a good effort to create new talks. And they all center around social, emotional well-being, I guess, as I, I do them on uh, death and dying conversations, grief. I've talked about the book Tuesdays with Maury and being mortal, emotional intelligence I'm doing next week. And Diana talked about one I did on resilience that I sent her. So they're all centered around those types of things. And they're all, in my particular case, uh, very interactive. I try to engage the audience, ask them questions. And one person said the first time, he said, well, where's your PowerPoint? You know, do I, you know? and I said, well, this is kind of that kind of talk. It's, it's, uh, it's you, don't, you don't want to hear me talk the whole hour, but I want to hear you talk. So I try to engage people. And it's sort of a God wink moment when we do pairings. Cindy and I kind of go a little blind. We have basic information, but I love the fact that, you know, Diana's background in, in counseling and communication and Dave, your experiences, as you just mentioned, and, and that pairing, even though we didn't really know that from the start, I love how that manifested itself. Yeah, and I sent you an email right away after our first one. So I don't know what you did, but it, it was a great match. It's so um, validating for us because as, as Dana said, we try our best, but there's a certain amount of guesswork on our part. And it's great to see that you've had such a nice kind of simpatico relationship. Our similarities also help with the amount of information we disclosed and like the depth and breadth of the things we discussed. And so it was really cool, like because we had like those similar interests and passions in life that we were able to like further those discussions that I might not have been able to do with someone else who wasn't as interested in those things. Diana, as you think about life after college, what else would be more helpful to learn from a mentor like Dave or role models in your life? Dave and I have discussed these things, but like I think it would be cool to discuss these things in further depth how to balance life in regards to like work relations, work and like relationships and taking care of yourself and others and others experiences with those things, as well as what could be done differently and things like that. And I think one for me, like I would like to learn how to take criticism that's not constructive. And so like learning how others deal with criticism that's not constructive would be really helpful. So is there anything else that the two of you want to share? 
I would say, you know, every, every experience is a learning one. And, uh, you know, when you first uh, get into this role as being a mentor, you know, you, you think you got, you should be expounding all this wisdom that I've accumulated over the years. But I've discovered that's not definitely not the case. It's me trying to identify what uh, Diana's strengths are and make him, make her aware of those strengths, ask her questions that ask, uh, you know, uh, cause her to go deeper into uh, exploring herself and uh, trying to say, you know, you know, you, I don't, I don't know what you're going to be, but are you a kind of a person uh, type of people? Are you more of a you know, like engineer type of thing where you like to work with your hands? You'll try to identify those things. And so it's really, it's, it's been a really good experience for me to constantly adjust what I think my perception of what I should be doing is. And I really appreciate that because I found that I've gotten to learn more about myself through this experience. One of the questions Dave would ask me would be like, oh, would you consider yourself more of like a lined piece of paper or a blank sheet of paper <laughs> or more like a door or a window? And those are things that I never really considered. And as I was trying to formulate an answer, it was like I was following a rubric or something. I was like, oh, like there is a right and wrong answer. But Dave taught me that like there is no right or wrong answer and just to be curious and question things and that's really helped me like learn more about myself and um, not constrict myself to a little box. Metaphors for life, just to keep curious. I love that. I love that. Dave, you brought a lot of your own tools into the mentoring program. Like I think about whether it's articles or different activities as Diana was mentioning. And, and I just think that's wonderful. I don't know if you want to share a little bit of kind of insights into what what you have found is helpful for mentoring experiences. Well, I, I think Donna hit the nail on the head with that last example. You throw something out to somebody, uh, are you a blank piece of paper or a lined piece of paper? And Diana, I think you said you were lined if I remember correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. it was, what, what I'm trying to do is to go through somebody's back door. The front door is usually pretty locked. And, uh, and but if you get through the back door and you, you, once these, they say, oh, I never thought about that before. And they say, is there a writer? Am I going to get graded on this? No, there's not a right or wrong answer. This is how I see myself. And then people can relax. And uh, so most of the activities I've acquired through my career have, have go along those lines where it's just, a, it's a, there's no right or wrong. And uh, let's just uh, look into ways that we can uh, explore ourselves. I think that's a beautiful way to, to wrap up the discussion. Um, Dave, something you said too made me feel that, um, you know, we use this term swap mate purposely because we don't want this to feel like a top-down experience, um, that the mentor has all the knowledge and is going to be sharing that with a college student. And as you said, you feel that this is much more a process of just understanding ourselves, understanding each other. So thank you um, for that beautiful way of encapsulating uh, the concept behind Generation Swap. Yeah, well, and we wanna thank each of you for building a swap mate relationship this semester and for taking the time to talk to us and to talk to our listeners. A big thank you to Dr. Ian Borton for walking alongside us and for all of the listeners of our Generation Swap podcast. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts or on our website, generationswap.com or at our Aquinas College website. So lots of places to find us out there. So until next time.
Generation Swap is a production of the Aquinas College Advantage Center. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts or at generationswap.com. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're looking forward to swapping stories with you again soon.